This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I can tell you this. I hear this a lot. I don't agree with it. The idea that Kyle Shanahan overthinks or second guesses himself. It's an interesting criticism because when you hear what he said after the game yesterday, he's like, what 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 I regret when games don't go well is if I go out there and I get away from the game plan. And we had a plan and then in the moment I go, "Ah, oh, let's try this." And it doesn't work. He goes, "That's when I get upset at myself." He says, "We didn't do that yesterday." We had a plan, we liked the plan, we stuck to the plan, and it almost worked. Yeah. But it didn't, and I don't think, for me, I don't think it came down to the plan. I think it came down to execution on certain plays. Yeah, I mean, the plan, you can like it or dislike it, and I think that part of the plan was... To get Christian McCaffrey the ball a lot, he got the ball 30 times. There was times that I wanted him to run it even more than they did. And the plan is maybe not the approach that I sometimes take issue with, and that is his his clock management. When you let the clock run, you're on defense, and you let Kansas City be in control of the clock as opposed to using your timeouts, forcing their hand a little bit to make sure you get the ball back and you get an opportunity to try to score again. It's a philosophical thing that Kyle Shanahan believes in that I don't agree with. And that's just part of the deal being a 49er fan is you're not going to love everything that your coach does. And the way Kyle goes about managing the clock is something that I don't agree with, but that's just the way it goes. When he's your head coach, you know he's going to be conservative in that way. 888-957-9570. Let's, uh, let's keep rocking. Steve. Steve's down in Southern California. Hey, Steve. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Mark, I agree with a lot of the points you made. There's a lot of people trying to get to the heads of the players and Kyle Shanahan and things of that nature. But let me offer you guys something about this season that is absolutely true. In games where the Niners scored 25 points or more, they were undefeated in all of those games. In games where they scored less than 25, they were 1-6. The only game that we won where we scored less than 25 was the Green Bay game in the divisional round, and that was an average defense at best. The Niners had difficulty grinding out games. In that three-game losing streak, I guess the Rams to the final week of the season, which didn't count all that stuff. But if the Niners are going to advance to that elusive next level that seems to be eluding them at this point, they have got to build a team that could grind games out when things aren't going as well offensively as they normally would. And that starts with the offensive line being a better pass-blocking unit along with the rub-blocking that they're capable of doing and going from there. But that's the thing with the Niners this year. They had trouble grinding games out where offensively they were not firing on all cylinders like we saw so many times during the season and against Detroit in the NFC Championship game. Steve, it's interesting because, and thanks, you look at the defense from four years ago and a Jimmy Garoppolo-led team, and the 49ers were trying to beat you that way. They wanted to beat you 23-20. to They wanted to beat you 20-17. to And now apparently that's the game that they can't win. Well, if that's the case, then that means something is different on the defense, which is it's hard to say on this day. I think it's a fair point. It's hard to say on this day. For the majority of the game... The 49er defense was fantastic. 
They weren't in the end. I told you all week that 24 was the magic number. Whoever got there was going to win. Whoever didn't was going to lose. I didn't think it was going to take a fifth quarter in order to do that. But I can't argue with a defense that holds Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to 19 points in regulation, and then you need a whole nother quarter in order to get to 25. However, the other point remains, which is that when the 49ers only score 17 or 20 or 23, I mean, that that defense used to be able to handle a game like that. And this year they couldn't. They were, they were, they were giving Well, yesterday you... they couldn't, and it's in large part because of who they played. Yeah. But they couldn't against PJ Walker a number of weeks ago either. Yeah. When when they right when they had seventeen on and the Kirk board, Cousins, right, and then Joe Burrow who was perfect yeah. for the most part in that game. So those are games that the defense too at the time was playing much better than we thought. And then yesterday they came out and the defense was dominant in the first half and even in the first three quarters. And you lose Dre Greenlaw. And you had a couple of other injuries on the defensive side, and that absolutely changed things, I think, for you yesterday. Um, 888-957-9570, we keep it going. Again, for you to vent, uh, for you to, to, to blame, share your experience yesterday, whatever it is, keep the calls coming. That's what we're doing today. You're our only guest, 888-957-9570. Son in Concord. What's up, son? What are you doing? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Well, no, we're terrible, but anyway, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I, 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 have, I have the hangover, too. I'm pissed off with Kyle. Anybody who says that Kyle deserves more time, he, his time was yesterday. I'm sorry. His time was yesterday. Being conservative and going for the field goal fourth, on fourth and four in the overtime in the Super Bowl, instead of going for it, because you know Mahomes is going to get a touchdown. You know he's going to get a touchdown. You've got to at least get one. you got to get the touchdown, see what Mahomes can do after that. Uh, son, Thank I you, don't son. know, man. Are you, so you're suggesting that at fourth and four, in overtime, you're the first team to touch the ball inside the 10. You're going for it. I mean, I would. I am, you, and don't, you don't I'm get it. You don't get it, and all Mahomes needs is a field goal to beat you. Yeah, no, that you're right. You're right on that. But if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna go for it, you might as well go for it. I here here's here's yeah. my issue with this, son. Appreciate the call, Thank you, son. I it's it, I get it, I get it. But here's my issue with this. My issue with this is the concept that you just it's like give up. Patrick scoring a touchdown, yet he hadn't the entire day. I understand he's the dude. No one's questioning that. And I was terrified of it as well. I'm not saying I don't get it, but I don't think you can coach that way, can you? Can you coach with just the assumption in overtime there is zero chance that we stop Patrick Mahomes from scoring a touchdown? No, but... I don't think you can play that way, man. I'm with you, son, in terms of the approach only if you get the ball second in overtime because then you know exactly what you need. Then you can go for it on fourth down. When you get the ball first in overtime in that spot... Fourth and four, you can't go for it there because of what you're saying. So you you go for it, you don't get it. Now Mahomes just needs a field goal, and you lose the game. So if you get the ball second, then you can be that aggressive, and you'll have to go for it. If Mahomes gets a touchdown and it's fourth and four, well, now it's, it's pretty clear in terms of what you're going to do and how you're going to approach it. But that's not what Kyle Shanahan does. Kyle is more conservative, so he would rather get the ball first, and he's thinking already about the third possession in overtime, which I never, you, I, I think never happened. I, but I think you have to. See, I, I disagree I, with like, that. Like, like, let, play that out. Play that out. Patrick gets the ball uh, first. They go score a touchdown. Yep. And I know we've talked this out to where you say you'd go for two. Niners go down the other way. They know they need a touchdown. They get it. They kick the extra point. Fine. You're tied. Now it's sudden death. Mahomes goes 30 yards. Butker hits a 52-yarder and wins. I think Kyle gets torched. Torched today. No worse than he is today. Oh, I think so. I See, I, I disagree. So. You can't give Pat the If that's how you feel you about Pat. You give Pat the ball knowing that all he needs is a field goal to prolong the game, 
And he marches all the way down and scores a touchdown, and you don't get that third possession that you so were coming. Yeah, but that's prolonging the game, not ending it. I just I, no, like, he ended it no, last no, night. Well, I understood that. Yeah, I understood that. But but I'm talking about the potential for the for the third possession, the sudden death. I like if everybody feels the way they seem to about Pat, which is just shrug your shoulders. It's over. He's going to score every time he touches it. Which you feel which that he way. He didn't do. He did. He did in what? overtime. Yes, yes, he did. The only time he he touched it in overtime, yeah. he scored. Well, then so? give it to him first. <laughs> that way, you know what you need to do, and then and you can match you, it. And then even if you do it, then he beats you anyway on the next possession. You have the chance to go for two. Yeah, you have again, the you have the chance again, to I, control your own destiny. That one I accept. You do I, it this way, I, and man. it's just it's conservative, uh, and it, it drives so, me crazy. So play that out. You give Patrick the ball first. He gets the touchdown. Niners now know they need a touchdown. They come down. They get it. They go for two. Oh, yeah. They don't get it. Torched. Torched. At torched. Least, torched. At least he torched. went for it. At least he, at least he would you know, uh, put it all out yeah. there on his shield. Yeah. Instead of you get the ball first and you go down the field, fourth and four, well, we're going to send out the kicker because we want the three here. It's 20, 26-19 if Brendel doesn't blow an assignment. Yeah, this is not about blown assignments or blown it, calls. It, it this is, is for about, me. Well, to me, the, the conversation is about the approach. The philosophical approach of Kyle Shanahan is conservative, and that's the way he approaches it, and it drives me crazy. Really quickly, is, yeah. what if it wasn't fourth and four? What if on third down, instead of throwing, they ran it, got three yards, it's fourth and one? Do you go for it then? I might have. A, same a thing yard, at the end of regulation, a, a yard, third and five. A yard, a yard is, a yard's different. The yard's different. Also, watching it live, I want him just to run it twice. And if you get in fourth and two or inside, go. If it's and, fourth and three, and, fourth and four, I'm and, kicking. And but. keep in mind that, that, like, McCaffrey was not going anywhere. Uh, it, it wasn't like, great, but. It was not. Like, they, they were ready for that. They were going to make someone else beat them. You know? I, I hear you. I'm, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff you can do there. There's a lot of different stuff you can do there. But, um, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what I'm getting at. All the different scenarios that, that we're painting there, if any one of them doesn't go right, Kyle gets torched. You got to pick one. Well, you got to do something. You get torched anyway if you're Kyle Shanahan and you know. lose the like, Super Bowl. Do you really think he's getting torched today? Yeah, absolutely. Read the YouTube uh, comments. That's I mean, YouTube. we had a caller saying, right. you've had callers say they want him out. We're, right. And that, to and, me, is getting torched. And they're wrong. Of and, course, and but you asking, you're asking if he's getting torched, no, and he's but getting he's, torched. But he's not getting torched by, like, you know what I mean? The decision makers, the people who matter. We're a sports radio show. Of course show. not. The decision so, makers. It's Super Bowl or try again. I they mean, gave the guy an extension. Uh, we're sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. More of your calls next. Willard and Dibs. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a fumble and it's a recovery by Kansas City. You knew something was happening there. You just felt it. I just it. wasn't sure what it was. Astrodomus again. Oh my gosh, what a huge, huge play right there. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Well, we get to all the calls. I don't want to get too far into the weeds of the whole like overtime strategy thing. I've told you a bunch of times. I, I don't have that much of an issue with your idea of deferring, provided that you also say 
if it goes touchdown, touchdown, we're going for two. I'm not giving Patrick Mahomes the ball sudden death right, where all right. he needs is a field goal. Give me two and a half yards so to glory. If you want to say I'll go for two, like, first off, okay, I can see that. Second part. <sighs> right. <laughs> I can see you getting a little nervous. <sighs> oh, my God. Totally. One play. But, but, one play. One play. Thank you. But check this out. I just saw this, and I want to thank the listener who tweeted this at me. East Bay Breaker sent this clip from SportsCenter. Mahomes went on ESPN. Did y'all see this? Grandy, did you see this? Lucas, did you see it? Uh, I don't don't know. Mahomes went on ESPN, and they asked him, hey, what if the Niners had scored that TD, and then you went down and scored a touchdown in the other direction? What are you doing? Mahomes goes, I don't know if Coach Reed wants me saying this, but we're definitely going for two. Wow. There would not be a third possession. Which, look, you're playing a chess match, and are you going to say Kyle should know that? So you're playing for a third possession that essentially never would have existed no matter what. It It, never would have existed. Right. Okay. So that's point Andy Reed, no doubt. However, obviously it's not point Andy. If he goes for two (laughs) and he doesn't get it, I mean, that's a six-month debate. That's a six-month debate. And he goes home and polishes his two Lombardis. Which is is why he can do it. Sure. That's why he can do it. Well, Kyle can do it, too. He's a made man. He's got his extension. He's considered the best play caller in the NFL. You know it's not about that. It's no, not it's about, about getting it done. Yeah, it's not about contract extensions. I know. It's about winning a ring. Well, at some it's about point, winning a ring, man. and I, I like that Kyle took some chances going forward on fourth down and converting, yep. running a little trick play. That was impressive. I want to see him go a little bit further in that direction and be even more aggressive with clock management and getting after it. That's fair. That's totally fair. I, I Again, I would say this. If there's one thing I'd love to see changed with the 49ers in terms of roster, it's a little bit of a conceptual change to the offensive line. I still think they have a Jimmy G offensive line, which is to say, like, we can do a little bit of pass blocking. We're really devastating with the run blocking. But you have a quarterback now and a group of receivers where I think you can do a little bit more. And quite frankly, in today's NFL, you probably have to. you got to be a little bit more consistently effective in the passing game, and therefore you've got to have an offensive line that does a better job of that. They were a middle-of-the-pack pass-blocking team. Now, if you've got a better pass-blocking team, then I think what you're saying comes along with it. You were able to get a little bit more aggressive in some of those 50-50 situations. Yeah, and it's tough because Kyle Shanahan likes to run his offense a certain way, and they're very good at it. 21 personnel, two running backs and one tight end, which means you have two wide receivers. They don't do a ton of three wide, although yesterday they went to an empty set a lot more than they normally do. Which did and not feel great. Yeah, yeah I didn't really like it. It takes away great. the threat of Christian McCaffrey running the football, and you had him on the field. He played almost every snap. He got dinged up on a play or two, and he went out. But I would like to see, I would have liked to see them have more just straight up. Bully ball yesterday. You know what? You know what my question is though. Like when you say Kyle Shanahan likes to run his offense a certain way, uh, does he, or, or or is that how he's run it here? Matt Ryan won the MVP with Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator. Yeah, they weren't running the offense this way, so that's what I wonder. Brock Purdy, halfway through last year, is coming in as a seventh round rookie. Is totally unproven. Kyle loves what he sees in training camp, apparently. But you don't know how that's going to go. And then this year, he's coming off arm surgery. So, is Kyle building an offense around a quarterback that he's like, I don't know how this is going to go. And therefore, would he still build it this way if he had more confidence? Which now I think you can rationally have. You can be like, no, Brock Purdy can be a 30-touchdown, 10-interception, 4,200-yard, fourth-in-the-MVP voting quarterback. So let's build the offense around that a little bit more. 
especially as Christian McCaffrey gets older, and you don't want to do 30 touches a year every year for for Christian because that is going to be hard to maintain. Yeah, it'll it'll have to be. It'll be determined, I think, in terms of you know how how you're going to build the roster. Right now, you you have a fullback, and so. You use your fullback, and that Atlanta team, they had a fullback, and they used him a bunch as well, and you tried to run it, and you had a better quarterback, so you threw it more. I wonder if he, if you go out and you draft another wide receiver, and you try to go to three wide receivers more, which is what most teams do in the NFL. One running back, one tight end, and three wides. I um, want to let everybody know, again, uh, what's coming up at the top of the hour. So we're going to get back to your calls here. We're going to run basically all the way up to 5 o'clock right now, just taking your phone calls. And the Warriors are playing Utah at 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, Warriors Live with Evan Giddings will start at 5 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. You can hang with e Dog. And 95.7 throughout the 5 o'clock hour, along with Tim Roy and the rest of the group that's working out there in Utah. It's all brought to you by Xfinity, the Xfinity 10G network made for streaming live sports. However, if you'd like to still scream about the 49ers, and you would like to maybe even get over to YouTube or Twitch or the Odyssey app, but YouTube and Twitch where you can both watch the show and comment on the show, we will be much more engaged in your specific comments commenting back with you we will have a full uninterrupted one hour live stream just me and dibs five to six um looking at your comments and talking out the super bowl loss so odyssey app twitch and youtube from five to six with willard and dibs and that's what the uh, the rest of the next 95 minutes are going to look like all right um back out to y'all uh jan in mountain view Hi, Jan. What are you doing? Listening to you guys, but uh, I wanted to bring up a couple of points, and that was that uh, uh, Andy Reid's been in the league longer than Shanahan. He's been a head coach longer than Shanahan, and uh, I uh, I found out that he also, uh, in the past uh, few years, he's uh, had, uh, like, uh, Oh, advisors or someone on the staff, like he had the enemy to help him with uh, with the offensive line. And uh, Shanahan needs somebody like that, too, because yesterday the reason why uh, McCaffrey couldn't run so much is because uh, Kansas City was stacking the box like uh, eight or uh, ten uh, personnel, and uh, he couldn't get through there, and so that... Uh, Purdy had no choice but to try and pass, and uh, every time he tried, uh, they kept bringing them, bringing this, um, you know, this pressure uh, from uh, their defensive coach. And uh, that's another thing, you know, uh, if he had a, if he had somebody else to help him, perhaps maybe he could, in the second half, uh, when he needs to make adjustments, be able to see what they're doing or about to do, and. Uh, be able to bring that uh, trophy home instead of, you know, uh, running into these, you know, uh, running into the conservatorship and everything else and uh, try to, you know, have this person help uh, Shanahan realize this. Hey, look, you know, listen to me. I I can help you uh, make some adjustments that you haven't made. Well, Jan, I, I, here's what I would say. Thanks for the call. I, uh, Shanahan is not the only member of the offensive staff with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, one example you brought up was Biennemi helping Andy Reid. How did Andy do this year without Eric? Did it go okay? Someone remind me. How did it end? Yeah, it worked out all right. All right. And so, uh, Eric is currently uh, up for grabs in case anybody wants to hire him. <laughs> that went well. It went well in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my, my point is, I look, Kyle is the czar of the offense. That's true. But... Look, Mike McDaniel was his right-hand man not clock, too long clock, ago, clock, right? Clock, 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 clock. Now he's doing a great job in Miami. Like, there are other there are other voices. Like, he's got a headset on. Right. There are people talking Brian to him. Brian Greasy is yeah. there working with the quarterbacks. And, just, and Kubiak, who may end up right. in New Orleans. Like, there's there's people there. Help. There are other suggestions out there. Let's put right. it that way. And I don't think, and all of the people who want him to bring in an OC, he's not going to do it. Oh, my and God. all the people who want... Shanahan to do 
different things. He's just not going to do it. He's not going to bring in somebody who is older and wiser well. to work with him. Hey, Kyle, I think now would be a good time for you to maybe use a timeout. <laughs> That's not what you do when you're Kyle Shanahan. Here's the super hard thing to say today. And maybe in July we can say this and get away with it. Today you kind of have to say it and duck. But like... Because I know how... Let me oh, find something to throw at Yeah, here. get something to throw at me. Oh, that that would hurt. Don't throw that. That's a water bottle, for crying out I'm loud. I'm going to get my money's worth. It's metal. <laughs> it was just a... Yeah. All right. Do you have any more of those little gold footballs Seriously? or anything in the room? Give me some gold footballs so Dibs could throw it at me, what I'm about to say. Okay. Because um, I get it. This is going to sound... Thanks, Grandy. Whoa! Duck! I gotta catch that. Did, that's well, all I wasn't even ready for it. Anyway, I get. Thank you, Lucas. I get that this sounds like you're being okay with coming in second place. Nobody's okay with coming in second place. But this idea that a lot of you have, Kyle needs to this. Kyle needs to that. He needs a helper. He needs an OC. He needs to be fired. Whatever. The Niners' response, maybe it'll help if I do it that way. The Niners' response to you would be, do you want to know why we're not going to do that? Because what we're doing is working. All right. (laughs) You literally took the Warriors logo down. (laughs) (laughs) He ducked too soon, YouTubers. That's my bad. We'll get that. Sorry, Lucas. We'll get that fixed. Uh, too oh, sweet. God. Yeah. Oh, Lucas is mad. No. Yeah. Get, get, yes. It's okay. I can fix Lucas, it. Lucas, I'm sorry. I can fix it. I know how to fix it. Mark, and to your but point. Do you, you know what I mean? It's, it's working. Look, they're, they're They've looking. been to the last four, four years. Four out of five, five years, they're sitting there. It's not, oh, well, boy, if only Let's we blow could. blow the whole thing up. Boy, if we could just call a play. They're like, yeah. If we could just have a winning season. I mean, if they could play someone in the last game not named Patrick, they'd probably have a ring. Well, and that's, I know that that's, that's super, an excuse. It, and that's fine. Win the damn game. I'm not making any excuses. The, it is painful. The same way it was painful, thank you, Lucas, for Barkley and Ewing and Reggie Miller. I'm going to have to stop you because I'm I, sorry. I don't want that comp to uh, to be the comp. I will make Because they that never comp. got one. I will make that. I know. And, and Kyle... This particular group might not ever either. Patrick's not going anywhere for a decade. A decade. That's fine. You had you've had two chances to beat him. Yep. It's not like he's beating you. You're over two. Not, yeah, he's over two. Kyle yeah. Shanahan's got to figure and, out a and, way to get this done. And whenever I keep doing the Michael Jordan Mahomes thing, all of you who are like, "That's disrespectful to MJ," don't say that. Patrick lost a Super Bowl. Forget this. I, y'all think MJ never lost. Yes, he did. Never lost in the finals. Played more than six years in his career. Right. Right. So like, I actually would argue getting to the finals and losing is more effective than losing in round two or whatever, which Michael did many times. Yeah. So Couldn't yes. get by Detroit. Yeah. So Michael has lost, and Patrick has lost. But to argue that Patrick in this moment is anything other than Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, at minimum in the making... This is the NFL. Parody is king. Hard cap. And this guy has the biggest cap hit in the entire league. Loses receivers every year. And they have gone to the Super Bowl almost every time he plays. And he has three rings, and he's 28. Yeah. It's a freaking dude. Yeah, you were favored. And you had chances you to favored. win the game, yeah, and, and yeah, you did. Yeah. No, I'm so, not saying that you can't. It's not impossible. It's really hard. Well, it's really hard. It's it's not as hard when you have the better team, and they had the better team. Yeah, but go out not, there and, and win the game. No doubt. But you're not arguing that they make some sort of wholesale changes. No, of course right. not. Well, you do have, and I want to get the number right: 19 unrestricted free agents. So. You got 19 guys you're going to have to make decisions about. What are the big names? Uh, the big names, well, both your quarterbacks, Brandon and Sam, so they're both probably going to be gone. Okay, that's. Eh. Uh, Oren Burks, okay. the aforementioned Oren Burks. Okay. John Feliciano. Okay. Cleland Furl is uh, unrestricted. Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, so that's two linebackers now who could be on the move. Tashawn Gibson, 
not a huge deal when you get Hufanga back well, and and no. you've got Jair Brown. So yeah, maybe you know maybe. You, you've got some depth in house. Uh, Kevin Givens. Randy Gregory, no big deal. Javon Kinlaw, who actually played yeah, better did. this year. He did. He was better. Ray Ray and uh, Chase. Charlie Warner, Chase Young. Chase Young. I was going alphabetical. Yeah. Charlie Warner and uh, Ross Dwelly also, who didn't really uh, didn't play that much this year. Zero core pieces. Yeah. But well, but but no no no. I'm not I'm not yeah. dismissing it. But okay. Zero zero core pieces. Well, I'm just looking and it's in terms of starters. Feliciano starter. Gibson's a starter, and that's pretty much uh, Gib- Charlie Warner and, and the two the, tight end. Gibson's the closest one to what you would call Chase a, core, Young. a core piece. Chase Young's Chase, a starter. Yeah, but he was never he was never going to stay. Right. He was never going to stay. Of course, but in terms of your depth, that's a lot of your depth pieces right no doubt, there. No doubt. No and doubt. And so, you know, you're going to have to go out there and find replacements in order to run this thing back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you do every year. Uh, Paul in Pleasanton. Hi, Paul. What are you doing? Hey guys, uh, yesterday during the game, kind of had that sinking feeling throughout. You know, even at halftime, ten uh, three, my son was like, "They're not going to win this game." You, know, you had to put your foot down on their throat when you had it, so you know, it, it was just a slow burn in the end. <laughs> you know, I think I've called in here before and I've shared that I lived in Boston. You know, from two thousand to two thousand six. So this kind of looks like another repeat of that. We have another, you know, Brady version two. But, you know, it's good to point out that over his 20 years, he, like, got in the way of a lot of teams winning Super Bowl, but not like every single one, right? The Steelers got right. theirs. Um, I think uh, uh, Manning got his couple. So we should take, like, a 5-10 year view. Purdy is our quarterback. Let's not waste a minute talking about is he game manager or not. He's our guy. Let's build the team around him. Well, one thing I wanted to sh- get your opinion is there is this consistent pattern with Shanahan in these big games. He does some stuff where the whole world is telling him to go the other way. So is it time for him to get a play caller? Maybe not like a full-time play caller, but you know, somebody who's up in the booth and is calling him like before the half, like, hey, coach, take a timeout, you know, or don't, you know, have nine plays, pass plays right after the half. Just wanted to get your input on that. Uh, Paul, thanks. I yeah, I just, I mean, it's sort of like what you said a second ago. I, I have a hard time with this idea because, A, I believe that there is more of a group think tank than we realize. Um, but then again, the, the structure of this organization under this regime is never going to change until this is not the regime anymore. Right. When it comes to the offensive side of the football, Kyle's the dude. And you can hate that. You can advocate a change. I wouldn't. Not even close. But that's the way that this cookie is going to crumble for as long as this group is in place. That's the way it's worked from the beginning. Um, He is the one who built the offensive side of this roster. He's the one who calls the plays. And again, I'll duck. They would argue that it has worked very well. They just haven't gotten the last game right and i and i don't think that that this means damn close twice yeah close uh unfortunately doesn't count we're nope. not playing cornhole no nope. where you get a point for your bag being on the on the board it's fun though i do love great game. game cornhole for sure yeah. any game that you can play with a drink in your hand i'm in but this is not close in the super bowl you don't get points for being close you get the lombardi when you no. win you get Nothing. You get a set of steak knives, as the old expression goes. Second place. Well, set of steak knives. My, yeah, Glenn I, Gary, I, Glenn Ross. I, I, I'm not arguing that you get anything for uh, for second place. I, I've never been somebody who thinks that losing the Super Bowl is the same as finishing six and eleven. I don't believe that. I do believe that reaching the Super Bowl is an of course. It is an accomplishment. You got the George Hallis Trophy. Yeah, you can not, go to bed with. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's not overly special. It's not what anybody's looking for um, but that's what I mean an organization is not going to look at years like this and 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 think failure sure they didn't achieve their goal but there's two different ways to of go course. into an offseason which is well that didn't work so <laughs> let's make a bunch of changes or you look at it and go I mean damn it 
Like one play could have gone different, and they could have they, sure. they, they could be champions right now. No so, doubt. So you don't make wholesale changes when that's the case. No, and you hired Kyle Shanahan to take your organization from what the hell was that when you're two and fourteen with Chip Kelly, and you you entrusted in him to build the thing up and hopefully turn it into a winner, and he's done that. Yep. Now he hasn't been able to win the Lombardi, but. This franchise is in a far, far, far better place than it was when he took over. And when you go to the Super Bowl twice and you lose twice, you don't blow it up. And you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. And you don't look at all the players who struggled yesterday and say, well, you're out and you're gone. So you're going to cut Trent Williams because he had a bad game, your Hall of Fame left tackle. Now you're going to look at what you can do to improve the roster. Maybe you make some tweaks to the coaching staff. I don't know if Steve Wilkes is back or not. That'll be an interesting one to see in terms of, you know, the the fit with Kyle Shanahan. I got to imagine that he is. Well, a lot of things will will change in the offseason. Yeah. We know that. All those unrestricted free agents, they're not all coming back. I would bet the majority of them don't come back. So you're going to have a totally new team. Maybe you have a new scheme on defense. Maybe you have a new coordinator. What's Juwan's contract? He is a restricted free agent. Restricted. See, now that's going to be the interesting one He to and me. Ben Barch. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, <laughs> the Juwan Jennings one, is that's one to watch. That's one to watch. I wonder if somebody makes him an offer that the 49ers can't hang with. He's a good player. Yeah. He's a good player who could also... I wonder what Juwan wants. Seems like a good dude who loves the place, but at the same time, you know. He, oh, it's time for paper. He, well, but he, but he also might. I wonder about role. I wonder about role. I wonder if he wants a bigger, you know, piece of the pie somewhere. I would guess. I'm just looking at know. his uh, snap counts. Yeah, forty five percent of offensive snaps. Yeah, I wonder. Well, as we mentioned before, twenty one personnel, two wide receivers. You've got Debo and you've got Ayuk. So. You're basically going to be in there if one of them is hurt or on those times where you do go with the three wide receiver set. Just looking at his snap counts, 45%. That was, Last year was 47%. Rookie year, 33%. So it's not like he's trending toward being a mainstay. And if you're a team out there that runs a lot of three wides and four wides, I'd much rather be a part of that system as the third wide receiver a, in a two-receiver team. Valuable player. Man. Yeah, big time. Yeah, valuable player. Uh, well, one thing about Juwan, really quick, he is a restricted free agent, so right. the Niners can match any can offer, match. and yeah. if he does go, they will get draft pick they compensation. They will get compensation. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but obviously, the the Ayuk extension talks will, uh, will be a part of this. Um, and the Niners need to plan financially for what happens after next season, which is obviously significant. Um, although it won't kick in until the year after that. Right. Trent Williams has said he's going to play for at least a couple more years. Christian McCaffrey's got a couple more years left. I mean, today's not the day for it, but um, <laughs> the window is not closed. No. Good of Lord. Not. Those of you who are like, oh, gosh, they're running. Like, I get it. You don't get to the Super Bowl every year. So. It's tough. It's tough to keep getting these chances. And Nick Bosa said it best yesterday. You know, you start to wonder how many how many chances you're going to have at this thing. Uh, but the window's not closed. God, they're going to be good next year. You would figure. Yeah, they'll be good. They'll be good, and you know, a lot of it is determined by the luck, the luck of the injuries. And this totally. year, they were not they were not bitten by the injury bug. Well, next year's already off to a bad start. It is, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Already off to a bad start. Um, Scott and Hayward. Hey, Scott, what's up? Gentlemen, uh, great show. I uh, I, I want to start by, by saying I was listening last night on my drive back from Livermore, and you had two dudes on the radio who were literally ranting and raving and screaming for Shanahan to be fired. And <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, no, hold on, Scott. Hold on, hold on. Got to stop because one, uh, of, the, one uh, of those human uh, beings is <laughs> right here in this room, Scott, and he may have said because I'm – I think he was laughing. Well, but he, we, they, they weren't – they were mad. You guys were mad at Shanahan. You didn't call for him to be fired. We were mad, and we explicitly said he should not be fired, and, of course, he will not be fired. Of course, of course. Of course. So, Obviously. anyway, I just wanted sure to adjust that, Scott, but, but keep going. So I just want to, I got to say, Shanahan wasn't the one who had a fluke punt clip off of his heel. Shanahan wasn't the backup tight end who committed an egregious hold on, on a big run. Shanahan was not the one who uh, false started at a critical point in the game. That was Ayuk. 
Shanahan did, in fact, put his team in a chance to win. As far as the aggression, I thought he called a pretty aggressive game. His Jennings to McCaffrey touchdown, uh, I made a, a modest sports investment at plus 2,200 on it any non-quarterback to throw a touchdown and his aggression paid me handsomely that was that was a fine investment uh at some point you really just have to tip your cap to the chiefs their defense played lights out the coverage on the IU, on the the debo samuel should have been touchdown was magnificent uh they they held the niners defense held mahomes and company down most of the game uh they're certainly not the first team to get beat by Mahomes inside of a short window at the end of a game. It's a long, long list. He's probably the greatest quarterback uh, in the game and making a good resume for the greatest of all time. It was a hell of a game. Uh, as a fan, I'm crushed, of course. But, hey, tap, cap tip to the to the GOAT and, uh, and to Andy Reid for, for everything he called and for the Chiefs for just playing their hearts out. And hopefully we get back and – we can have round three, maybe. I don't know, but but I, you know, Shanahan oh certainly got us there. So go Niners. Yeah, no, Scott. I think I, you know, that's a that's a very rational take. I, I, here's where my head goes. There. there, this is one thing I've been I've been meaning to say. Um, when that thing ended last night, and you see those people run out onto the field again, there's something in me that was just like I'm I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. I was with D'Amico Ryans, man, on Friday, who was just like, it's just the Niners' year. It just felt like their year, especially with the way their playoffs were going. It felt like something different was happening. And I watched the Chiefs all year, and at no point, at no point, did they look destined for a championship. Never did... I think less of them. Never did I think they weren't a threat. I certainly didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl. But I've never thought that uh, that they were anything less than great. I really just did not visualize that happening. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes on the microphone again. Man, I just did not think it was going to end that way. All the way until it did. Yeah. Until uh, they got down to the inside the red zone, and time was running out, Mark. They only had three seconds left. <laughs> Except for the next Except quarter for, of overtime. Except for time was not running out. Yeah, so. Why did they, they even run the clock for the first, the first two possessions? The clock is relevant. Why do you even run it? It's for the direction, as I indicated during right. the crossover. Right. So if but, you're playing outdoor, for which, example. Which in a Super Bowl you almost never will be. Yeah, I wonder. Who is going to get one? I wonder where the next few are. I know that uh, L.A. is an indoor. Yep. Levi's is getting one. That's true. That's outdoor. That's true. That's I think true. they're getting it in two years. That's true. Super Bowl 60, and I we and, and we damn well know it can rain this time of year. I don't know. You've seen any rain lately? Not lately. No, you haven't? Well, not in the last four or five days. Okay. It's coming, yeah. though, later this week. I know, and it's supposed to stay for 113 straight days. I already Directionally is why they, uh, they yeah. do it. So at the end of the quarter... They switch it up. Yeah, no, I get it, but it's just it's kind of irrelevant. Um, Superdome, Levi's, SoFi are the next three. Okay, so New Orleans, Santa Clara, Inglewood. Indoor, outdoor, indoor. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, about thirteen minutes away from our live stream, we'll go Odyssey app, YouTube, and Twitch. Ninety-five-seven. The game listeners will get Warriors live with Evan Giddings, Warriors in Utah at uh, at six o'clock. How about Fox in Oakland? Hey, Fox, what are you doing? Hey, were you the one that sent the tweet of the picture of the, the hoop that somebody put up on a tree in the East Bay and wrote, shoot your shot on it? Yeah, buddy, that was me. That was on the Cal Berkeley campus. I saw that. Thank you for sending it. Yeah, of course, man. It was interesting that I saw that right when, um, right when you know, during the morning roast uh, when Bonte was making that point. But, hey, I'm absolutely gutted today, gents. Uh, but thanks for taking the call. So I'm guessing neither of you has had a chance to rewatch the game yet. But even if you've watched the extended highlights, you'll notice something that I think answers the question that Steiny posed earlier. So just give me a minute here. What Steiny said was that he thinks that we as 49er fans are saying to ourselves today that we just can't pinpoint the area that really cost us the game. And I actually think the answer to that question is in-game awareness. And, yes, it's a team game. 
But I want to share a couple of examples with you guys in terms of lack of in-game awareness. One example Dibs actually mentioned earlier, and that was completely missing or not blocking the defender who shot the A-gap. Of course, there was that punt that McLeod was pointing at uh, Darrell Luter's foot as it hit him on the leg. Um, another is Kittle thinking the play is over after he blocked for McCaffrey's run, and then he just kind of stops while his defender, Karloftis, recovers the CMC fumble. And then in overtime, at around the 11-minute mark, Purdy dumps the ball off to McCaffrey, and CMC's high-stepping down the sideline. And then there's Ayuk, who's just kind of walking and watching Christian instead of blocking down Phil, which allowed Sneed, who was guarding Ayuk, by the way, to track down McCaffrey and push him out of bounds. The bottom line, you keep playing until you hear the whistle blow. And there were too many examples yesterday, I felt, where various Niners players seemed to lose their in-game awareness and weren't playing hard until the whistles were blown. So please share your thoughts on those if you don't mind, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, Fox, thanks. I mean, Brandon Ayuk has been uh, one of the best downfield blocking wide receivers in football all year long. Um, Juwan Jennings, uh, maybe one of the most devastating wide receiver blockers all year. Kyle demands that of his receivers. They've been great. I didn't actually catch that. I didn't see that play if uh, if Brandon kind of uh, begged out of the whole thing. Um, you know, George Kittle, yeah, he had his back turned. I mean, when, yeah. a, when a running back gets wrapped up by three people and they're on the way to the ground and your back is turned, I, I, I don't It's know. hard to recover It's the hard to know that you're supposed to keep uh, grinding and grinding and grinding. It, you, you don't know that it's going to be. I get in our head... Run a thousand miles an hour at all times. It, I, I don't know. It's attention just, to detail. Yeah, yeah. Ray Ray McLeod trying to pick up a ball that he saw hit his own teammate's foot instead of falling on it. It's attention to detail. And so Ray Ray is going to scoop that up and go where? The answer is nowhere. So it's those little details where it came down to so many of those, whether it's Jake Brendel going the wrong way on a line shift where he's supposed to slide to the right and pick up the blitzer, and instead he slides left. Ray Ray McLeod trying to scoop up a punt instead of diving on it. Kittle's got his back turned. Jake Moody drives the ball like he's trying to kick a 60-yard field goal instead of you know kicking the bottom of the ball, as you mentioned during the crossover. All these little details that were missed led to plays that weren't made, which in in large part led to the loss. Yeah, I, like I get it. The Ray Ray one, for example... I know you, you right. Go go down. Yeah. Does he recover it? I mean, that ball shot at sure. him. You know what I mean? But he, he got had. At I him. mean, he had plenty of time to run over, tippy toe, bend over at the waist, and try to pick it up. He was all alone. There was no chief within three or four yards yeah. until yeah. he failed to pick that up. And I'm not, not going to disagree with I know, you. It's, just, it's like I'm not trying to find a goat. I'm just Fox had me thinking about. What Lo Neal always tells me about attention to detail and those little plays where not everybody's doing their job, it comes back to haunt you. Yeah. Uh, 888 957 9570. We keep going with, uh, let's see, Niels in Truckee. Uh, hey, Niels, what are you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm driving back from the Reno airport uh, to the Bay Area. That's uh, where I had to go to get a cheap flight to Vegas. So I was. At the game, uh, I was in the end zone where uh, Mahomes, you know, drove the dagger. Yep, the the drop. Um, but I, I'm calling because I'm calling because I'm just devastated. You know, I mean, I was I was at the game. It was in a, a second away from the best night of my life and everyone's life. Who's a Niners fan? It didn't happen, and I'm I'm just I love listening to you guys, and I'm looking for maybe a little. A little therapy, a little explanation as to where you think this really went wrong, because I think it's easy to look at the the muffed punt that you guys just talked about, or like Moody missing the PAT. But for me, it was like the way we started the second half and the third quarter. I think the first three drives were negative two yards total, and I was just wondering what the explanation was for that. You think like it, it seemed like there were some drives where McCaffrey was just running into walls. And other drives, we had a nice balance, and he's busting off seven-yard chunk gains. So, anyway, really appreciate you know the pick me up today after yeah. a really tough well, night. Well, Niels, could we start by picking you up by telling you that you sound like a much uh, like a little bit quicker cadence, Nick Bosa? Have you ever been told this before? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You uh, do. I, I met his brother yesterday. He. Uh, it didn't take a picture with me. I think he's got some PTSD from 
no, I like accosted him in the hallway. I didn't have any VIP access. Um, I, maybe the Philly fans, you know, who got after right, him last year, right, didn't right. want to, didn't want to take a pick, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Um, yeah. Yeah, congrats on your DPOY award last year. That was awesome, man. We uh, <laughs> we and congrats on your contract. But no, to, to answer the question um, with regard to you know where where we see that it went wrong, it, like that third quarter, uh, it turned into a defensive slugout and nobody was moving the ball. Nobody was moving the ball. I I know everybody was like, oh, why didn't Christian touch the ball? We've detailed it a little bit. If you, if you missed the first half of our show. I think that it's a little disingenuous to be that simple and just say, give Christian the ball because you're forgetting what actually happened on those plays. First down, incomplete pass. Then it was about to be a run play to Christian, but Aaron Banks commits a false start. Now it's second and 15. You're not going to run the ball. You're behind the sticks for the next two plays. You're not going to run the ball. You punt. Then you get it again. Pass, play, first down ends up being a, a fire drill, and you throw it out to Juwan Jennings in the flat, and he loses eight yards. And now it's second and 18. Again, you're not going to run the ball, and you don't. Third possession, you do give it to Christian on the first play. He goes nowhere. He gets totally stuffed. It turned into a defensive struggle and chess match, and that's why that punt muff was so huge because it, it, it flipped the whole thing, and it went from Niners up four to Chiefs up three. But I also look at the beginning of the game. Dibs, I know you do too. I think we all felt like there were opportunities presenting themselves that the 49ers did not grab. And I really felt like that opening drive was headed for 7-0. And Christian put it on the ground. Those are the plays that I remember along with third and four in overtime and a missed assignment on the offensive line. Those those are the plays I remember. For sure. And I also remember the second drive where... You had it humming again. You get 18 yards on the pass. You lose two, and then Trent Williams on back-to-back plays commits two penalties. So you go from first and 10 at your own 42 to second and 27 in the blink of an eye. And so that drive ends before it even got started because, again, attention to detail, false start from your Hall of Famer. Then he holds on the very next play. These are things you, you can't do if you want to beat the GOAT. We are presented by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Warriors Live with Evan Giddings is next on 95.7 The Game, while we, Willard and Dibs, are going to continue for the next hour on the free Odyssey app and Twitch and YouTube. So commercial-free, full hour, all Super Bowl. Get in the chat. Get wherever you can on the app. We will be looking at the chat. We will be responding. We'll be talking it out for all of you 49er fans or those who want Super Bowl. Or Evan Giddings on 95.7 The Game will take you up to tip-off at 6 o'clock. The Warriors in Utah tonight. That's all coming up. Willard and Dibs, 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.